With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Radiant Design Living Show. This is a show about beauty, faith, and abundance, and a new paradigm to experience magic in everyday living. Well, my friend Donna Bell, um, we're, today we're going to talk about magic in everyday living, but it's going to be about reversals. And I don't even know what that means, so I am going to put on my student hat and listen to my good friend Donna Bell tell us about reversals and what that means. Hello, this is Donna. It's good to be on with you, Deborah and uh been an interesting morning to really um, begin to speak about reversals because all of us said in the buildings of where I was living, I had to um, leave because there were some, uh, they had to upgrade on some plumbing issues and stuff. So then I thought it was just a matter of going to my other wonderful areas and they were all filled. So a thing about reversal is that you just keep going. And um, and it'll be revealed. Whatever it is, the design of reversal that's going on has a much greater um, opportunity of message than you can imagine if you just keep going through it. So a couple of examples, of course, is that nine years ago I was on top of my life and um, I thought I really knew where every, what the direction I was going. And I had trainers and I had... Uh, people that were connected to large groups and all of that. So I was excited about that. But my reversal became getting off a plane after having a great visit with my family and ending up actually going into a coma. And um, and then actually having a death experience. So that was a giant reversal, okay? And it would take me on a journey a journey that I couldn't goal set, a journey that I couldn't sit around and say this is the way it is, I got to be in a receiving world, a receiving world that was very dynamic and very remarkable. I hope that the voice of us two isn't going to, will will kind of mute the kind of things that are going on in the background, okay? I'm sorry if it doesn't. And maybe in a little bit I'll, step forth and do one more thing. But anyway, so what happened is I went through this surrender. And um, it taught me so much. I have memory from the death experience. So um, I actually over the last four years have written things that are in that experience of what I've gone through and even webinars to match. And they'll be starting to be revealed on the show in the very near future. So anyway, because websites are being done, just to give you an idea, all the websites are being redone. And there's just this uh, bountiful 
measure of creation that's that's being put into place, which I'm very grateful and grateful for this show to be able to talk to you. So a reversal is whenever I've had to experience reversals and as a coach, there's always this silver lining in whatever it is that you or I are going through. And last week we talked about allowing. And allowing is very connected to what I'm speaking about today. Because when you're in the reversal, it's still, it's an expanded version of what allowing is. So I'm going to give you one more very pinnacle kind of experience. And I've mentioned it before on my radio show, but I think it's, in case you haven't all listened to it, um, I had an appointment set up years ago um, that I'd had set up for six months. That morning, I was guided to do very specific things having to do with the space of my home. And we moved furniture, and and even my husband wasn't real thrilled at the time that we were having to move all this. But I was receiving guidance so strongly that, you know, it had to be done. So then what happened was about a half hour later, I'm getting ready to go out the door, and I'm being guided on told by God, do not go. And I went, what do you mean? You know, this is six months, six months of waiting for my appointment. And I'm being told, cancel your appointment. Whatever you do, cancel your appointment. Well, I, you know, I finally, grudgingly, moved over and canceled my appointment. And I said, I don't know why, but I am to cancel this appointment and I really thank you for all this time that it was finally in place. And you can charge me whatever you're going to charge me, but I, I'm not to go. So I hung up the phone. What would occur is a reversal. So the reversal for me was cancel it. The, um, within a half hour, suddenly a quake hit, one of the biggest quakes in San Francisco hit. If, I guess it was about 45 minutes, I should say. And so when the quake hit, it was very, very severe. And so what happened is, as I realized later after all the trauma, because it's a lot of drama when you're in a quake, um, I realized that my life had been saved when I saw the news later. So the reversal of keeping me in the house saved my life on, I think it was October 19, 1982, the La Prieta earthquake. I would have been going across the Bay Bridge. The people who were, their cars fell into the water and were killed. Oh, my goodness. Right. So this was a reversal. So let me let me see if I can um, tell you as a as, as a layperson in this, uh, so to speak. Um, so you end up in some place that you know, after a reversal occurs or as it's occurring, you end up in a place that is not only different from where you thought you were going to be, but it might also be a better place. 
and that that surrender and that allowing could give you well in your case extended life you know <laughs> you were saved from uh from going off the bridge the bay bridge um but it could be other things that are um less less dire but still very important in the course of a life in the course of a journey is that right that is very right and the thing is you know you may think you're going to get a job and the job was the you were counting on it and it was just best thing in the world or you thought that you know the next presidential candidate was going to be so and so and you counted on it and there's this beautiful web underneath reversals that bring about new i'm going to, uh, i'm not talking consciousness but i'm going to call it new light and knowledge and suddenly if you miss the um you know having the job and you feel in despair then what happens is you're filling the space with the despair and believe me i was disappointed when i couldn't keep my appointment but i knew it was more important to obey than it was to just do my own thing and if i'd have done my own thing let me tell you god exists i have no question in the world especially after my death experience but the thing is is if i had a, if i had not obeyed i would have dropped into the ocean and so the if if you lose a job then and you can stay in the clarity of you know just being open being willing to have it the way it is okay and as you're willing to have it the way it is and accept it then other things can open up but if you're you know nattering you know judging it and upset about it and why did it have to go this way and this is not you know this isn't the way i thought it was going to go it's worse than ever why did i move the position whatever that is you actually end up missing the gift that lies within the quietness of what has happened so another word that comes to mind is attachment when you said i thought such and such was going to happen i counted on it that means that you were attached to that and sometimes that attachment can almost blind you or make you deaf and dumb to what is more possible, what is more beautiful, what is more expansive. That's right. And the thing is, is that we as humans have gotten into such a niche of thinking we know. And, you know, oh, think about your desires and what you want and all that stuff. And what I found out was as i let my life occur out of this connection i come from all of a sudden things began to show up in ways that i could not have imagined and they were beyond what i could possibly have written it was just i was being blessed and gifted in ways that were um you know it just shocked people around me it really did and i just found that after everything i've gone through it was about letting go it was about it's not that i'm not persistent i am but if certain things start to go a certain way i'm not going to try to push on it 
and and I will be persistent. But if it becomes very obvious that it's just not meant to go that way, I'm not going to push it. That's me getting my way the way I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And that's a control. And And sometimes, so there's a picture on the website. This person, they're at the guardrail, and you can imagine how scary it had to be, and they flew over the guardrail, and they landed on a cliff backwards in a way that if they got out of the car, there was a 6,000-foot drop. Now, you could feel the state, and of course we would. It's drama, it's trauma, it's, it's all these issues that go on that are rough. You know, all the emotions come up. But in finally, when you get through that, and the disappointment and the attachment and how you thought it was going to be because you were just taking a nice drive, and then you end up completely reversed in a different direction. Oftentimes, this occurs in our lives, and we find out later the gift that the reversal is. It doesn't go the way we thought it would. It may be you're trying to save a marriage, and it doesn't go the way you thought it would. You find out 10 years later that it was someone that you could never have imagined could be that glorious. Because all you could do is ride the horse in the direction it was going. And so in these reversals, in this case of this person that was turned around facing the other way, should that, and I I feel like it did happen to me, you know, in these other stories, okay? But I just began to be grateful for the reversal. I just, I thank God for the illness I had. I thanked God for the fact that I couldn't walk at first. I just became grateful for everything. And not like, oh, you have to be grateful. You know, not like a uh, in order to kind of gratefulness. I just found myself so grateful having taking breath, you know, right? Mm-hmm. that I was back. And as I, well, as I go ahead. No, I was just going to say, this, this kind of reminds me also of that saying, when one door closes, another one opens, or God opens another door or, or a window. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it seems like um, this is a way to experience life, be in the moment, and know that all is well. It, it may not look like what you thought, but all is well. It is truly, truly well. And some of it we have so little control over, it just feels like it happened to us. But you know what? I don't think that's really the way it is. I think it's just our journey and, you know, being in that, that wonderful place you were just describing of, of pure um, surrender and gratitude. And then these things that happen are all, frankly, are all open doors. Yes, and the thing is, is that because every moment, if we don't have an attachment, can expand and be the most glorious moment. But sometimes we're trying to figure it out, we're trying to make it different, we're trying to control that design. And and the thing that's so great is when you 
even in a reversal and you turn around and you realize, oh, my gosh, I'm not doing it that way again. Okay? That's a gift, isn't it? Well, it's that learning, sure, that that being yeah. human. And it's also, um, as it happens or right after it happens, it's not just that gratitude and the... And the um, uh, the surrender part, but it's also being a little bit reflecting, you know, reflect a little bit on, wow, what just happened and how can I use that going forward? You know, what does that mean in the bigger picture? How will I grow from that? That's right. That's right. And, uh, and you know, and everything, every moment really is a growth. But, you know, I I couldn't force my body when I was going through what I was going through, I couldn't force it to do anything more than what body does, you know, after what I'd gone through of this health issue. And um, and to be grateful, to be grateful within that little bit of space, and that's a judgment, okay? <clears throat> and that's what I'm pointing out. It's like it's so easy to just get judgment about everything. And when we do... It can be a, a proliferate. It can be this amazing grouping of all these things that look hopeless and, oh, no, you know, we're going over the cliff, you know, that kind of thing. And when you feed the energy of judgment, then you're not able to be still to be able to hear what you're meant to hear. We all have challenges sometimes, and it seems like they just, you know, they don't stop. And I'm speaking to each and every one of you. I understand but I and and it's so wonderful though when you can recognize it and and teach yourself not to judge what it is that goes on and um and it's not a consciousness thing, it's really just you're noticing how you go into judgment, okay well. What I'm thinking, too, is if you are going over the cliff and you know you're going over the cliff, you might as well open your eyes, open your heart, and see the miracle that is going to happen. Absolutely. There will be a miracle. Okay. There will be a miracle. Um, it is not what you expected because if, if it were, then it wouldn't probably be a miracle. It would be something else. It would be something that you were controlling as a human being. But, um, you know, I think this is a very interesting way to, to think about our own journey, you know, because there mm-hmm. are lots of things that look like a cliff um, that, that show up, like you were saying, marriages that aren't working out, uh, children that have gone astray for a moment and, you know, you think, oh, my goodness, how did you get down that path, young man, you know, or, you know, mm-hmm. or young woman. Um, it can be jobs that are that are not working and you just think, oh, I, I just can't sit in this cubicle one more minute. And that feels like a cliff. Right. So can, can, can you, can you, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, can you create your own reversal? Well, to actually recognize where you're judging, to recognize how you're trying to control the situation, to recognize, I mean, that's the gift. The gift is to see how you respond inside a situation like this. So oftentimes we, you know, have these great bounteous 
awarenesses and goals and think it's all going to go that way. It doesn't. You have to go, you literally, most people, I think if you talk to all the successful, you know, multimillionaires, they all went through uh, bankruptcies. They all went through uh, never the hopelessness, never thinking they were going to make it. But it's like, Whatever it is, when you can begin to recognize how you're responding or reacting to situations, that can actually bring about a great deal of uh, awareness for how you've always done it before, and this time, this is not the way you're going to do it. You're willing to give it up. You're willing to ask, what's in it for me is to give this up give up my emotions, give up my control issues, my attachments, and just let it be. And I'm not saying there aren't moments when you stand up for yourself and it may be just like going to the wall for it, okay? So, I mean, it's it's just at these different instances, and when you're still enough, you'll be able to discern the instances. So, Donna... Let's talk about that for a second, about how to discern the differences and be still in the moment. Because a lot of times, if you're in a reversal, I'm going to guess that there's some adrenaline flowing because there's, you know, the ones that really are a physical um, reaction to something. And so there's adrenaline flowing. There's your mind chatter. You know, I call it monkeys on the couch in my brain, you know, jumping up and down and and just, you know, making fools of themselves inside my head so that I can't think and I I feel like I've got too much adrenaline coursing through my body to still myself and and be. So how could you help somebody with that? What I do is whenever this happens, I have... My home is sacred, okay, and I teach this. Um, we're we're all going through on this planet right now all these past ways that we've been. It isn't to avoid the recognition of it, okay? I'm not saying leap into the next space. It's that when you're going through, like this case, You're noticing how you're attached. You're noticing where your fears are. You're noticing where your hopelessness is. That isn't in that moment. That's the stuff that's showing up for you. When you turn around and you start to be quiet to it, you may find out where it actually got stuck in your life when you were younger. When you can be silent. But if you can't be silent around it, then, you know, you may never know because it becomes a drama. It keeps repeating. It's basically, it's not about us being a victim, okay? It's recognizing that I know that the situation or the experiences there in front of me with someone, I have this thing that I always say to myself and then when there's, and I'll show that in a moment, but when when things are coming up and they're really looking in reversal and things are hitting me hard and I've got so many projects and so many uh, 
questions that could have gone on, you know, from every direction. I live in an environment in which I have <clears throat> I have experienced my emotions and all the ways of my behavior that caused me to hang on to things, that caused me to have attachments, okay? There are principles that we teach in Radiant Design Living and in Artist Space, our business site, that allow as compassionately as possible for you as an individual and for me as an individual and what I went through. I had to be able to own what these situations were in my life. It wasn't for me to have this copious, giant plan and, uh, you know, that this is the next thing I was going to do and it was my goal and everything. Boy, I'll tell you, that's great. But the thing that happens is all those emotions, all those patterns that get buried underneath, you know, our thinking that we can have, you know, this next giant, giant thing, is going to send you in a reversal. It's going to affect everything that you desire to be able to have because you're still going to face what these attitudes, what these behaviors are that have been in the way. We don't just escalate and say, oh, well, I'm doing this. You you were in the passage is what happens. So when the things that would come up for me, I could be able to go, into an area of my home, and I felt the truth. I didn't feel everything else. I could recognize the truth. I live inside a connected world. I live inside an intelligent world. I know this may sound unusual to some of you, but what I came to realize when I was in my death experience was this glory, these glorious living worlds. And I learned what was behind it. And I learned what was behind our tsunamis. I learned what was behind earthquakes and how connected we are. So the more that we can own what's really going on with us, I call it telling the truth. Because when the stuff comes up, this whole journey that I had of my health, when it really hit hard, you know, when you can't walk and you can't talk and uh, and then when you start to, you know, get feeling back or and that's painful. It's very painful to come from a coma and have your nurse turn on. And it looked pretty hopeless for a while. And I can suggest to all of you, if you have those kind of experiences going on, what I did is I wrote in the journal. I wrote the most difficult thoughts I could ever imagine. And I wrote all those thoughts down and I owned them. But I discovered later that they actually began to disappear. And pretty soon they were all gone. If I didn't own it, I would have been tripping over it. Just like we trip over the stuff in our houses. Due to our attachments, due to our emotions. Right. So here's what I'm hearing you say, that that your home is sacred and that our environment in our home should also be sacred for all of us. And if it is, and if we maybe even just have one place in our home that is even more 
sacred, let's call it, um, a person would then be able to hear the miracle, see the miracle, feel the miracle, and recognize the truth. And well, this is and all... if I can just say one one thing here. You're talking about a person that's been bombarded, a person that is upset for the day, they don't know what to do. I go in, sit quietly in my space, and I know who I am. My environment doesn't express that. So I'm able to anchor myself. See, we've gotten so far away from physical reality and the truth of it that what happens is, is we don't sit we don't sit and be able to receive what the truth is. Instead, we receive everything that's hitting us from every direction. We've got so much energy coming up on the planet, and I don't know how many of you agree with this, but this is what I am as a coach. I help to clear, um, you know, these emotions and this baggage uh, that comes from the generational patterns of our family. And we don't even know they're making our choices. And so as we can be present in an environment that is shaped not by you, but shaped on behalf of you, it's a different world. It's not how you think you're going to do it. It's how you surrender into how design is. And that's what radiant design living is. It's living through this wondrous experience that that is available to all of us. And we can surrender and stop thinking we know so much. Right, and and it shows up in the physical as beauty and space, right? Beauty, space, form, um, it's it's beyond that. I mean, anybody who's listening could say, oh, well, it's about beauty. No, it's much more than that. Oh, it's about space. No, because you can have space and not be connected. It is such a depth of living world that many people think that they don't ever need to know. But it's going to matter. Because if we if we just take, if we're taking society from what the space is and taking society from, you know, having everything we want, and we're not paying attention to loving our neighbors ourselves, okay, and being open to what that takes to turn you inside out, to be able to make a difference in your community and reach thousands instead of the way, the low impact that's going on in our communities. So the thing is, is that it's a timing right now where, we, where we're meant to really be turned inside out, not just reverse, inside out. And, and when these things are going on, and I coach numbers of people, and when, we, when this happens, it's so wonderful to know that you've done the work right, in your own you. environment. And when you've done the work, then it gives you that beautiful, beautiful opportunity of receiving that you didn't know. Right. But if you haven't done the work, then you can be barraged and be driven to the ground. If you're in chaos, mm. if you're in a lot of clutter... If you're in the, oh, well, but I need to, you know, all that stuff. Somebody I coached just the other day cleared out everything of a past marriage, and that was wonderful. And, I mean, just tremendous freedom, but then had to hang on to invitations. 
That is not clearing. That is not allowing. That is stepping right back in, even though it's a minuscule amount, and disrupting what it was that was happening for you. Interesting. Very interesting. My brain is going a mile a minute now. <laughs> so I'm thinking yes, about no. how many times. Yeah, how many times have I done stuff like that? I wonder. Plenty. Because I'm human, you know, doggone it. Right. And um, and we do try to put our arms around things and hold it in a certain way that feels comfortable. Otherwise, the opposite of that is fight or flight. You know, we we're, mm-hmm. we're kind of wired to to do that. So to to teach someone to still themselves, to go inward, and you know find that inner that inner space and beauty too, um, so that you can recognize the truth wherever you are. That's kind of that's that's lifetime that's a lifetime of work. Well, and when your environment, when you paid the price in your environment, okay. So it did give me an idea. Um, recently, I bought some just some clothes that called to me, totally upgraded me, okay? Totally in love with them, just absolutely delighted, just the most joyous experience of these clothes. I didn't even know there'd be something out there. I mean, um, I one of the shirts is, you know, bright red and has a cheetah panel in front, just gorgeous, raucous cheetah, and then black panels on the side. And it's, it is so striking and so powerful. Now, see, I pay attention. When I receive something like that and I come back into my closet, I start dismantling my closet because that item is revealing to me that the other things do not have that same experience. Ah, And so, but see, I'm not talking about a closet. This is much, much deeper. This is the way this design in physical reality is so profound that it's it's revealing to me a level that's beyond anything that I've experienced before. Now, if I go back and put it into my same closet, then I'm putting in practical with extraordinary. So the only way I can begin to let go, it's not going to be comfortable because it was all this experience of beauty before. But it's very obvious that the other things are not there anymore. They don't They don't have that same experience for me. Well, I'll tell you so something. a lot of just times, as human, go ahead, uh, if I can just say this last thing, a lot of times we go out and get something, and and we're just totally excited, and it calls to us, and we go back. But what we don't do, do is be willing to dismantle, go through the whole dismantling of what that one item brought in indicates. Right. Well. That's a metaphor. This is reverse, by the way. This is a reverse. Uh, if I went out and, I, and I'm and i called to this outfit and I'm just absolutely thrilled about it, 
And then I turn around and I keep everything the same when it's being indicated me that there are things immediately that do not in any way match with what this experience of these items are, then I have just controlled the space and stopped everything that's happening. In my world, there's no practical. If I'm going to have a can opener, my can opener is the most beautiful blue can opener you can imagine. Okay? Uh Uh-huh. Practical world to me, except, you know, when you know you've got to have a nut and a bolt on the faucet and you have to do this and you have to do that. But we as human beings have moved into a world of practical. And it robs us. It robs us of every degree of receiving. I don't use regular pens. My pens are all purple gel. They just excite me. I don't use regular paper. I have things that are just, you know, I I go into my closet, and my closet is not like everybody else's closet. And I have a... If if I ever have a really hard time, I have Lorenzo. Lorenzo's in my closet. I don't know if I've shared this before. Lorenzo, he's a little black and white tiger. <clears throat> His feet hang over the shelf. Funniest looking thing you ever saw. I'll put it on the site next time, okay? Cutest thing in the world. So if I've had a really rough time, or in rough time meaning I've had a glorious day and I didn't pace it right, so I'm tired even though it's been glorious. So every time the expansion of my world occurs, I have to, I'm, I need to, I'm growing in how I pace myself. I'm growing in how I uh, do things, okay? Mm-hmm. But if it's a night that, you know, or a day that it is that it's been rather difficult, really difficult, I'll walk into the closet and pinch his foot. He's Italian. He says, give me a big hug. And and then I pinch it again and he says, I love you. I'm here, uh, I'm here to watch over you. And, uh, I mean, it's just, it's hilarious. And by the time I'm through pinching his foot, and he says, and I go to walk away, his last words are, you'll be back. I know you will. And I've just got a smile on my soul at that point. And my closet is that kind of smile. So... In that way, there's this world that as we keep surrendering into it, a magnitude just keeps increasing for us. And it doesn't depend upon how a government is. It doesn't depend upon... Now, what's true is this isn't a world that's just operating just for you. There's much deeper levels to what this is. And that's what the books are that come out and begin to teach, you know, how these systems work. They're living systems. 
So I just wanted to show that. Lorenzo is just, and everybody that I ever introduce him to just laughs and laughs and laughs. But I love humor. You know, it's just, I, I le- listen for any way that I can, even if I'm in a reversal of recognizing what I've been through and my hair is frazzled and sticking up, you know, like electricity hit me. Um, I'm I'm still looking for, you know, the joy in it. What's, what right. really, what did I get out of the fun of this? Because believe me, even if you have enough trying times, and they repeat over and over again. There comes a point where you can laugh. Yep. <laughs> well, I wanted to go back to your closet for a second and that beautiful new blouse with the cheetah. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I was listening very carefully to what you were saying, and I was thinking about expanding that concept out a little bit to... When you put that extraordinary piece into your closet, it made the other things pale by comparison or um, not seem as extraordinary. They might have been extraordinary at a time, but they don't fit now. Exactly. The The same thing happens in a personal growth situation where the people that you surrounded yourself with, the kinds of activities you did before you had this this personal growth experience, this this expansion, if you will. Um, maybe those same people are not your tribe anymore. You know, they're not the ones yeah. that are are as extraordinary. I'm not. T- I'm not talking about judging people. I'm talking about choosing a new tribe sometimes and creating a new place to hang out because well, the same you have way become more exposing. extraordinary. Right. Yeah. Because you're just because being you have matched. become more. Exactly. Yep. And that's the same way what what you're saying. I didn't mean to I'm on the cell phone today, so if I talked over you, sorry. Um but that is true. It's like it's not to control. I mean the thing is is I have friends and I'm I'm very, very connected to my friends, but if a friend disappeared, um I'd know that was right on too. You know, I wouldn't try to, I may communicate and everything, but it was obvious, you know, exactly where it is. I wouldn't be trying to save it. I would just let it be. I would let it right. be with the choice of wherever anybody's at. Truth is, it's not going to make any difference anyway. Somebody removes themselves from you, there's a good chance they'll come back one day, but it's, it isn't, you know, you just... Turn the corner. Well, I think the reason to talk about this the way we are is is so that people understand that um, if you are personally growing and you are stepping into your greatness and you are actually, like you were saying earlier, owning whatever's going on in a way that is very powerful, um, very great, grateful to to God and all of that that beauty and space and all of that truth is is right there in your face and you are living that life, then the people that you will attract to you and want to be with are probably going to be in that same extraordinary space Mm -hmm. and, and way of living as you are. And that doesn't mean that you are throwing off your old 
in favor of the new. It's just going to be how it works. You know, it's just that's right. It's, and it's it's, just and, okay. And, it's okay. And the thing is, you know, and I was I'm going to give you another kind of like opposite way to look at something. I inside the world of radiant design. I live inside a world that calls to me. Okay. It isn't an attraction for me. It's a relationship of state of being for me. You know, that that however I am in the moment, whatever it is that's meant, is available to you. I mean, I can recognize it immediately in my own space. Now, this is deep stuff, okay? This is not like coaching that other people are doing out there. It's very different. It is a physical, spiritual reality, and it's an entire different system. And we try to apply the old paradigms. They don't work inside it. That's what makes us unique. That's what's going to, you know, allow for people to grow in very different ways. I didn't know I was going to come back. You know, all of a sudden it became very evident. One of the things that was said to be on the other side was this is the time of choice. And I thought it meant a certain thing, but I discovered that the time of choice, what it really means, is we as human beings, we're going through all the ways in which, uh, so here's an example of me. I'm going through things that before I get to the other side, I get to see how I always did it. I get to see how... Um, I reacted or responded or denied or whatever it was, I get to see it. I get to see in humility what that is. I get to see what that is in my experience with God. And sometimes it's not so pleasant. But as I pass through it, my choice now in a fullness is to include that and include the choice I'm in now, that I don't need to be impacted by all those generational conversations and all those fearful things, that I don't need to live, that I'm not meant to live the way my mother and father did, old paradigm. I'm not here to be the conversation of age that everybody is. I love life. I love each moment. I mean, it's really kind of cool when you die and you come back and you take that first breath. That breath feels a lot different, okay? And uh, But I just see we're trapped in all these conversations. We're trapped in the conversation of aging. We're trapped in the conversation of health and well-being and always having it be about medication and doctors. We're trapped, and believe me, Am I a commitment to the doctors I had? Dear God, the beautiful man that was there who has died since, he just the most phenomenal blood doctor that could have ever existed. I mean, he's written seven books on blood. And I was promised that there would be, before, I went, before everything happened and it hit so hard so fast, I was given a blessing and the blessing said that there would be doctors that would minister to me, that there would be all these very specific specialists that would show up. And 
and that's how I could clinch it. And uh, and that's exactly what happened. And so, but it's not, you know, it was way out of the ordinary. And when we can just keep willing to go through it and go through the out of the ordinary, the way that we feel, the way that we thought it was, the way that all these emotions, attachments, and all of these things, and we can be at choice in a different way. I just had to learn I couldn't be at choice until I actually included it all. And that's what the allowing show was last last time. To be able to have the fullness of everything that's occurring on behalf of me meant I meant to include all of it. I couldn't just zip from one space to the next. I would go through this incredible awareness that occurs at the fullness when I'm allowing all of it. And allowing all of it isn't really a happy happy dance sometimes. But then I could recognize in the allowing of it all, I was blessed with all these other doors, you know, opening, just like you said, Deborah. Mm-hmm. With no resistance. But it was uncomfortable. Right. Absolutely. Well, tell people how they can get hold of you. I know that they can get a wonderful download at gloryofhome.com, which is your Mayhem to Magic handbook, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. I'd really like for people to do that, gloryofhome.com. And I believe you are active on Facebook? Yes, absolutely. Do you have an active? Um, what? The Radiant Design Living site. Um, I just love to have you go in and type in the thoughts that you have that you're getting from the show. That would be wonderful. Um, when I'm, I'll be announcing soon where you'll be able to have coaching from me and things like that, and uh, webinars that are coming up. And I don't do webinars like other people do webinars. Every slide is an experience of such extraordinary awakening that um, whether it be beauty, whether it be generational uh, systems, let me tell you, I you're put into the experience. This is not a head trip. I love the term called a head bubble. And I think what I'll do is share that next time is that our show will be on head bubble. And uh, because when we stay in the head, when we stay in the mind, the gray matter area, then it in, it interferes with the the receiving of color and vibrates and power and ex you know exalting things. So um, go to gloryofhome.com, and that's where you get the mayhem to magic, and that is it's an amazing book. I promise you. I put a lot of focus on that. I have beautiful pictures that I have graphs in it that nobody has. And uh, so you can pick that up free at my site, $30 book. And uh, and the thing is, is that Radiant Design Living, you can type in your uh, Facebook margin and uh, of your search bars. And then 
if you want to share it with your friends, go ahead, Deborah. Tell them how they can come in and listen to the radio show. Again, um, they actually, okay, the, the radio show. Um, we're going to put it up on radiantdesignliving.com forward slash radio. And that will be done in the next couple of days. So by the time you, if you're listening to this on a replay, um, it'll probably be right ready. And uh, it'll be my pleasure to put the shows up there so you can let your friends know to go to that one spot. So that will be radiantdesignliving.com slash radio. All right? Thank you. And I think Thank you very thank much. You. Yeah, absolutely. No, no problem at all. And I would just like to say as my final thought, um, I, I wish everyone would have for the next couple of weeks until we meet again, Donna, you know, extraordinary awakenings. And I just encourage people to notice the miracles because they are happening on your behalf, and I just hope you notice them. And let me just say this. When I'm coaching, um, it, it's an evidence, okay, that's happening. But the evidence, you don't necessarily know those evidences are connected to these extraordinary things. They may look like the dark side of something. Just write them down. And um, and as you do that, you start to recognize there's a different way you'll start to view what you thought was, you know, thought was an energy robber. Instead, suddenly you'll see how it became an energizer. Okay? And that is a reversal. So thank you so much for everybody being here today. And we've got quite a journey ahead for everybody because I've worked with the low-income families and I've worked with the wealthiest, and it's quite the story. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.